Skull! Good health. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Simon Mox is with me today, uh, who is a reenactment specialist, uh, specializing in longbows. So I'm going to let you talk about the bits that you know about. <laughs> okay. Basically, it's, I'm, it's we're medieval reenactors. Yes. Um, so there, um, there are reenactors who do any period from well, pre-Roman, I mean, real sort of nothing much than the loincloth and a spear, mm-hmm. right through to the Second Gulf War. Um, and sort of, I've certainly have seen reenactors from sort of the 1970s, 80s, 90s, um, early 2000s, but nothing much newer than that. Basically, um, it's an excuse to go and hit people, either with swords or clubs or shoot them with guns or anything at all sounds great in a, in a, in a safe i'm going to take these glasses off because they're a bit of an evening yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's a that you know we do but love the commitment well this is it <laughs> there go. i can sort of see best better without them close up yeah um yes yeah, so so that's what i do and i do the medieval reenactment which mm-hmm. is um medieval is a large date period yeah but specifically um i do um anything from agincourt so 1415 mm-hmm. uh through to the end of the 15th century encompassing the wars of the roses Yes. Which really is is um, the kit that I'm wearing is of that time period. So for the viewers that don't know, that was kind of like our last civil war, I guess. Uh, no, the last civil war was mm-hmm. the civil war 16, in the 1600s, which was the Cabalism and Roundheads. Ah. Um, but um, yes, it was it was a something the longest went on for about 10, 12 years mm. um, across various places in the country. Wow. It uh, wasn't much fun. <laughs> so, uh, in preparation for this, I did uh, some research into into the the world of medieval England. Um, I've forgotten a lot of what um, I learned at school. Yeah, it was nice to brush up on it. And uh, just the sheer history of this country—it goes back so far. I was in- insanely impressed. Um, to like 55 BC, or as it's now called BCE, the Common Era. <laughs> um, it was when it was sort of like kicked off, I guess. So it's when the Romans invaded, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and that's been turned. It, it's 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 the it, you can date most things back to the Romans. Most mm. things which exist now, um, systems of government, um, clothing, um, the side of the road we drive on, um, aqueducts, viaducts, all this kind of stuff. Culture. What, what do the Romans <laughs> ever do for us? Yeah, everything. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, the the language to a degree. Mm. Um, or suddenly some words of the language really yeah. go back that far. Insane. But obviously once once the Romans left, the um, Vikings we, we became, came well, the Vikings came so further up the country, they didn't really mm. get down this far. I mean, there's some say that they, 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 they certainly um, set up the Thames a couple of times, um, but uh, it wasn't obviously till 1066 that the, the French invaded, mm. uh, which changed this country hugely. Yeah. Like a certain, common enemy, right? The, well, yes, but then you say, oh, the French invaded, and that was it. But after the French didn't really, they weren't kicked out like most foreign invaders are. Mm. Um, they were they integrated themselves. Ah. So much so that certainly by um, the middle of the 15th century, um, barons and, and high status people in this country still spoke French. Wow. Um, and I think Henry VI... And I could be wrong on this. I think Henry the Sixth was the first English king whose coronation wasn't in French; it was in English. 
So certainly in the the bottom half of this country, um, mm. the French influence was huge. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all of sixteen miles across the sea, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. certainly, the, certainly through the end of the thirteen hundreds and early fourteen hundreds, England actually owned part of France. Normandy was English mm. through rights of marriage and this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, which is why kings get popping over to try and get a bit more land. Yeah. Um, because we had a sort of a, a, a proper foothold in France on the continent. Okay, so it was at the beginning of the Hundred Year War, I guess. Mm, yeah, more or less. I mean, it's 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 it in the same way that now you, you say, well, what started this event? And you go, well, you could be book out, and it's all these things. Mm. Um, it was a th- lots and lots and lots of different things, but basically, the English kings who were still part French wanted more land, wanted wanted France. Um, and that, um, because suddenly there's all this wealth coming in, the barons over here, because obviously at the time, um, the king owned the whole country, obviously. Mm. He cut it up into big pieces and smaller pieces and smaller pieces and smaller pieces, like Sussex and, which was yeah. given to, to, to barons and lords as their, their land, mm-hmm. uh, which then they then owned. Um, but obviously there was so much money washing around People said, well, I want a bigger share of this. Mm. Nothing changes, you know, even yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and so suddenly you had people who wanted to fight against other people because of the land, and they uh, sort of assigned themselves to certain houses, you know, uh, the Lancastrians and the Yorkists, um, which became the Wars of the Roses, which actually is a Victorian word. It was the Cousins' War oh. at the time, because it wasn't literally as York versus Lancashire. Yeah. Um, it was just a families. It was families, but they kind of adopted those colours yeah. for the opposing sides. So it's kind of like a tribal, like football team mentality, right? Very, so very much, like, yeah, very much, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah, when yeah, a, yeah. an invading army comes, you see a union and of a country. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. It's um, uh, so I'm very much into um, like uh, life beyond Earth and things like that, and, and yeah. the concept of aliens. And uh, one of the going sort of uh, theories is that the only thing that could unite Earth is a common enemy beyond Earth, and it's yeah, kind of, mm, it's almost like that needs to happen. Well, <laughs> on like a global scale, yeah, maybe like... maybe not, but yes, yeah, <laughs> certainly as a concept, it 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 it's, it's, it it would make sense. Yeah, or a pandemic, for instance, um, or a pandemic, a enemy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's kind of done it. I suppose we are in relative peace currently in the world, uh, despite a few areas some yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some 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 yeah. not yeah I take, back that. I take all of that back um okay so i don't want to drift away from from our subject um so the scene set england is kind of united against france and technology is swords and shields still right it's um yes uh this uh, it's it's swords certainly go back to ancient greeks mm. uh romans were very good with the short sword and sputum yeah, I'm um, getting close and use it. Um, it was about it was middle of the 1300s or the late 1300s when um, Edward the something I forget which sorry was fighting the Welsh. Mm. Um, it's always a good pastime. Um, the Easterly realised that that these Welshmen were using were suddenly very good with bows. Mm. And, you know how were they so good with bows? Because although Again, a bow is an ancient uh, piece of weaponry. Yeah, the, the Chinese were using it till five thousand BC. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it 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 wasn't used primarily in this country to any great effect. So the Romans had used it, um, but it, they had a fairly short 
bow and then died out. But the Welsh um, were particularly good bowmen. Okay. I'm thinking Edward II, but I could be wrong. I'm sure some will, some will tell us. I went, wow, we're being beaten here by the Welshmen using a bow. Mm. Um, so in 1346, um, he put a decree, and the shorter version of it is that um, all Englishmen from the age of seven, after church on Sunday, will go down to their village archery field, or the butts, B-U-T-T-S, and learn to use a bow. Now, we now say the longbow. At the time, that was really all, all there was. So it was yeah. just the bow. Yeah. Um, for those watching. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, this is a, a modern laminate bow. So that's over six foot. Right? Yeah, it's basically, it, it's your height plus that. Okay. So that... I'm on a head. Yeah, yeah. I'm on your head. That <laughs> is about the height of it. So a seven-year-old boy would have your much shorter one. Yeah. Um, basically, it's a bit of wood and a bit of string. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, and that's the joy of it. What kind of wood do they use? Because um, that's a modern laminate. So that's lemon wood and hickory. Okay. Um, but you was and is still the the. the um, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a whole sort of story about that as well. Why you? Um, it's very. It, it's quite bendy. Uh, there was lots of it available. Um, very much the the best you actually is foreign you comes from around the Mediterranean area because got to get this right around. Uh, it's much hotter there, so the wood grows at a different speed to English you, so you get um, a much tighter grain mm. um, for sort of um, flexibility. Yeah. Um, and when you you make a bow, you want uh, you have the the um it's getting the right way around uh the sapwood on the inside if you imagine you, you have a sort of a um a either a trunk or a or a branch yeah in cross section uh you cut it in half and you so, cut it in half again you have like a quarter so that you know that it would look to bowed round like that mm-hmm. um the middle bit in here is the heartwood yeah and then this bit here is quite springy so that yeah. will be on the inside of the bow you see because you want it to spring back mm-hmm. or to, or to bend as you draw the bow but the outside of the bow you want isn't the further out the wood is much denser and harder so it will spring straight again so you're kind of released. inverting a tree. yes yeah in effect yeah 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 yes yeah, 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 yeah. but um certainly by the middle of the 15th century um when uh, goods were imported for the Mediterranean countries mm. part of the taxes that the king said you had to pay your tax your import tax could be paid in new staves. Wow. Yeah. Because they, they'd realised that the wood was much better from around the Mediterranean countries, mm-hmm. Portugal, Spain, Italy, around this. So it had held more value than like gold at the time, I guess, for, for usage. Quite probably, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I, I yeah. came up with one fact that kind of fits in here um, from the, the material that you sent me before, uh, and <laughs> it made me laugh, is that uh, the, the king ordered that every goose in England sacrifice six wing feathers. <laughs> In order for them to make arrows. Yeah, I'll talk about the arrows in a second. But yes, yeah. it's, it's you don't you don't get many feathers from, from, from a goose. Well, usable. I should talk about it now. Shall we? We're here. Look, sure, yeah, we've done the bow. Um, this is an exact replica. Which camera? The camera. Look at that. Um, exact replica of an arrow from the Mary Rose. Wow. Not quite our period. A bit later, but um, there are um, only two or three examples left of arrows from the earlier period so we use this because it's pretty much identical yeah um it's wider 
at the front, then the back. It tapers mm-hmm. in front of the back. Glossy, it's a percussive ballistic force. You want more four to the front. Yeah. Um, spruce um, was the 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 white white ash, white ash or spruce with the preferred types of wood because it's quite. You can see there's a little bit of bend in it. Mm. The feathers, goose feathers. Um, if you put a feather from left wing and a right wing side by side they bend in opposite directions yep. so if you had you'd have to use all three feathers from a left wing or all three feathers from a right wing otherwise the arrow is going to go flying off so it would be cut to size um there are only as i said um five or six feathers can use on in for me you can't use any feather happy the longer ones yeah um so they will be cut um laid on um little bit of glue first of all which traditionally would have been made a mixture of tree sap and um rabbit bones boiled down horse bones boiled down give that um this is green um on the on the ones that they found the green is caused by verdigris from copper now we don't know exactly why it's there yeah um, but it is there on the ones we found, therefore it exists, and so we put it on the ones that are there now. Would there have been a powdered ground down form? So I'm working with copper currently, um, and I find it does tarnish really easily. So would that maybe a powdered copper? Added the two schools of thought are that either it was added to stop um, mites getting into the mm. um, fletches, um, or when they were putting the glue on, they're using a copper bowl, which was heated up. Uh, and the bits of the copper could have just leached into the glue. Yeah. But because it's there, Keep it. we used it, yeah. So I love the attention to detail. Oh, this is exactly <laughs> it. So the glue would go on, the fletch would, get, would be put in place, mm. um, heated up briefly again, and it would sort of adhere to the glue. Then it gets whipped. This is a very, very, very fine, fine linen thread. And if you can see... Yeah, we should whip round and round and round and round and it helps hold the fletch in place. Um, on the end there, it looks like a sharpie mark, but it's not. It's actually a piece of cow horn mm. that's been inserted. Obviously, when you're shooting an arrow, all the, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a little bit of physics, but if you draw the bow back and the force from drawing the bow back is put into the arrow when you release it. Yeah. So all the pressure actually goes through that point there. Yeah. And obviously, it's too... It's being cut, so it's very, very fragile. Already, yeah. By putting a piece of corn, corn, cow horn. It's yeah, been a long day. <laughs> cow horn in there that strengthens the knock of the arrow up. Yeah, giving it longevity. Yeah, it's funny because um, I suppose my generation's been so indoctrinated by like Lord of the Rings. Imagine Legolas firing off like, a ton of arrows. You, you think of arrows as like expendable things, but they're handmade. They must have taken hours. Well, it, and... it, exactly. This is, it's, it's a, it's a, a production line. Mm-hmm. Um, up to two years ago, possibly three years ago, when I, I give these talks at medical events, people never, is it questions? The question they never asked was, were the arrows recycled? Mm. But the last couple of years, everyone's asking, oh, well, the arrows recycled. Yeah. Short answer is we don't know. Mm. But if you imagine, obviously you've got a broad head um, on the end. Now I have made. I didn't bring them with me. A bit stupid. I have made one of these. It took me 
about 35, 40 minutes. Mm. But obviously, a good Smith could knock it out in about five minutes or so. But yeah. you've got the Smith who has made that. Yeah. You've got um, a woodsman who has sourced the branches for the arrow shaft. Yeah. And then trimmed them and cut them to size. Could have been two or three people done that. You've got a farmer who has bred the geese. You've got a Fletcher who has then taken the the, the, the the feathers off and sorted them and cut them and shaped them and put them on and glued them and whipped them and put that in the end, etc. That could be five or six people just making that. They wouldn't, he wouldn't do the whole thing. It would yeah. be a production line. Yeah, yeah. Still now, a huge investment for a society. You know. Yeah, but, but places like um, Tower of London, Leeds Armoury, um, any decent castle would be making these permanently mm. for the king and then obviously own supplies as well mm. a decent archer can fire between 10 and 12 arrows a minute <laughs> you imagine a battle situation <laughs> yeah Agincourt as example you had between three and four thousand British archers if they're all firing between 10 and 12 arrows a minute for a three or four hour battle. That's an awful lot of arrows. Is that where I got my figure from that research? With the first 90 minutes of that battle, 8,000 Frenchmen died. Quite due, possible, yeah. Due to arrows. Uh, not only due to arrows, <laughs> okay. but certainly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrendous. Yeah. That is horrendous. So, so yes, they probably would have been recycled, but, yeah. other side of the coin, there were lots. You fired this, it's landed, hopefully, in the enemy. If not, it's bounced off. Mm. It, it's hit their plate and bounced off and on the ground. Mm. So I'm going to pick that up. Now that if your life depends on on firing this arrow at someone, you want it to be perfect. Yeah. If it's if some it might there might some might have trodden on it and it could be split. Mm -hmm. The head may be hanging off. Yeah. Anything anything could have happened to it. Yeah. Now are you going to put your life on Did what is an, an arrow? Yeah. So probably what happened was they were collected. Mm and taken away, and these bits were being taken off, and bits, are, and they're yeah. recycled that way. If it, if it, if it's, if it's kill or be killed, you're going to pick an arrow up and use it yeah, again. Try it, yeah, try it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And certainly during the lulls of the battle, when the pages would have gone out to drag bodies back, mm. they probably would have dragged back a load of arrows as well. Yeah. Because there are only a finite number of arrows. Yeah. But then any good archer will have, obviously, a sword as well. Yeah. Which we'll come to in a minute. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like a gruesome part of that battle. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we, the reason we keep bringing up uh, the Battle of uh, Agincourt? Agincourt. Agincourt. Is it English? What is Agincourt? Agincourt. Agincourt. Uh, it's because it's the six, 600th year anniversary of it. 605th. 605th. 1415 wow. was the Battle of Agincourt. It's a long time ago. It is, yep, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. One of the most famous battles in English history. Yeah. It's still remembered, yeah. It kind of, like you say, unified us, but it's also where the two finger salute comes from right is that no no okay no oh, sorry no 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 <laughs> that, 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 that's a that's a um it, 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 very very brief very, very simply um if i'm holding a bow like this and i'm drawing it i'm using three fingers ah, i see yeah use three fingers draw mm -hmm. it so cutting out those two Lots fingers yeah doesn't do much no 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 um there there are <laughs> As a reenactor, everything that I, I, I tell people mm. has to be based on what we know. Yeah, factual. Like we, know, we know to be yeah. true. Yeah. Um, there, and you know, It's very easy for someone to say something and it become... Myth, yeah. Myth, which then becomes real. Yeah. Um, 
Because being an artist, Winston Churchill apparently said um, when they tried to defund the art department's uh, university during the war, he said, then what are we fighting for? Apparently this is never said. Yeah, it's used all the time to yeah. justify, yeah. you know, people yeah. like me wasting time yeah. <laughs> making things. <laughs> so the same for this, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is a school of thought that says that, 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 that um, certainly if you were rich um, and you, you were captured by, 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 the, by the French, they would hold you to ransom. Yeah. Um, and certainly um, the French had no love for the British archer. Yeah. Because they were as good as they were. Um, so probably the would have killed them. Nice. Pure and simple. Yeah, why, why bother just... They probably cut the hand off. Probably would have cut the hand off first of all. Yeah. Um, and then kill them. Brilliant. Um, so, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lovely story and you hear it an awful lot, but it has no grounds in actual historical... Yeah, well, Mind you know, yeah. sorry, but that's fine. It's fine because yeah, I like to get my facts straight, and yeah, 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 I did yeah. that a lot. In fact, yesterday the guys were around and we were telling them about you coming on, and um, they were like, "Oh wow, yeah." Hopefully, I'll tell the story of where the, the two fingers because yeah, yeah. it's so British. Like, yeah. fuck you, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, the origin is still a mystery, I guess. But it's because you fire using, you don't fire now, you shoot an arrow using using three fingers. Yeah. So that would be, but yeah, yeah, because more strength. Yeah, I um. Yeah. I got scorned at when I was about 12. I went to an archery club in, in Lemsford, if you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I said, fire the arrow. And he was like, there's no fire involved. Stop it. No. And well, like, there is, Whoa. but that's, we'll get to that later on. We'll oh, talk about arrows. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We usually shoot an arrow or lose an arrow. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. fry an arrow. No. And there, they say in Lord of the Rings as well, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 It's, uh, okay. <laughs> I also got scorned because my elbows bend out. Ah, then way. that that will yes, and the, you, the you, string you, always yes, not 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 full full old. Mm. Actually, you can do that, but then you just bring bring the wrist in. I see, yeah, yeah. Because you, 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 you don't you, lock your arm. You right? tend to lock your arm in that position, mm. but if you bring the wrist in, then it's just the, yeah, it's then then there's, there's more room. Yeah. yeah, but I imagine if you could, if you had an arm that was good, that locking it would give you more power, right? You could it would, yeah, 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 yeah. Loosing, but then you just get a much bigger bracer up into the arm just to. Yeah, I only did it about three times before I stopped. I was like, yeah. that hurts it a hurts, lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've done that. Gone out. Yeah, yeah. Went need a bracer. Ow. Braces, what the, the, the bit of padding, padding. Um, you put the inside of your arm, um, either leather or cow horn. Mm. So when, when you when you loose the, 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 um, the arrow, the straight comes back and it can just... And Shave you, your arm. Uh, <laughs> you can get some cracking bruises. I've seen people who have got a bruise which starts here and ends here. And it's a. It hurts. But, you know, it's, it's a mark of an archer, so there we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bit of tougher stuff then as well. Yeah. In, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. So, I mean, I'm immediately drawn to this fire arrow you just. Yes. Well, <laughs> let's, well um, okay, we'll, 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 we'll start with that. Um, there are two. Um, this and this. Um, basically, when um, you are um, attacking or laying siege to a castle, for example, mm-hmm. although the walls on the outside of the castle are all made of stone and brick, inside you've still got thatch buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, there'd be um, carts full of straw and hay and food and, and feed. Yeah. Um, and if you're out just marauding through countryside, 
the houses would all be thatch, and the small villages would all just be thatch roofs. Yeah. So you need something which can destroy... Arrows are going to kill people, mm. pure and simple, yeah. or animals if you're hunting. But there are arrows which kill buildings as well. Amazing. Yeah. So if you start off with um, something that looks kind of like that, and I've made one of these, um, you... Um, bit shorter, bit fatter. You slice it th all the way through with a chisel that way, mm. turn it, and do it in that way. So you get, in effect, four strands and pull it apart. And that becomes a fire basket arrow. Now, that is a pig to make. Yeah. And it's very time-consuming. Yeah. But what you would do, you would fill that either with a little bit of wool that's lying around from sheep, mm -hmm. or dried grass, mm -hmm. or a little bit of little bit of cotton, cotton wadding, and then to all of that. Um, this is where real life in Hollywood kind of diverge. Yeah. Um, in <laughs> Hollywood, they set fire to it, and they were, but that doesn't work because if you draw a bow, and you've got the um, imagine that that's that's the bow. Mm -hmm. If you then draw it and you're holding it there. And yeah. holding it, and that's on fire. You're, you're going to burn your hand, and you're going to burn your bow. Not good. Yeah. So you would put in the middle um, a tiny bit of glowing coal, mm. then ember, mm. and so you've got it, and then loose, and then it flies through the air. And as it flies through the air, obviously it twists because that's centrifugal force. That and air. that would then, wow. So as it landed, now then, when it lands, if it lands in uh, thatch, it goes straight into thatch. And it goes up. Perfect. If it lands in a piece of wood, a wooden frame building, the point will go in and the fort of the arrow will scrunch this. Yeah. So the ember in the middle will get pushed forward. And then the building goes so It's like a compression rate. It's, it's an yeah. insane yeah. amount yeah. of yeah. Like, science involved in this then. Yeah. Like, it's, we, I mean, the projectiles that we, we currently use in the infantry are pretty much similar. Like. Yeah, <laughs> but that is literally a single use. It's like a hollow point. But obviously, it, it's it's... <laughs> That are pig to make. Yeah. So, and this one is slightly larger than, but I made it big because it, it's big. Mm. Um, same kind of thing. Um, you start off with a needle point arrow, which is one of them. Mm. Um, and then you make a small piece of linen, um, little bag, about two inches long, three inches long. And you fill it with, got to get this right, a mixture of uh, black powder, saltpeter, and sulfur. Mm. Mix together a few drops of brandy to come to paste. Stuff it in the bag. Either wrap it round this or stick it over the top like that one is. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see some, there's some whipping underneath it, but of linen to keep it in place. Yeah. And then the best method then is to dip it in wax, which makes it waterproof. And and you can, you know. Um, two ways then of, of uh, firing it. Rather drill a small hole in it and light it. Or this one's got a honey wick on the end. Yeah. And exactly the same thing happens. You, you you light that fire, and that is go to the air. By the time it's a few seconds in, this has all gone up. Yeah. Um, and you've got a small grenade flying through the air. That's genius. That's genius. Yeah. <laughs> and you can make those by the thousand, stick them in a barrel, and, and, and cart them off to wherever you're going, going to war. I mean, how how long does, does this sort of, like, tech take to develop? Because, like... Looking at the timeline of England, it was like nothing happened for a very long time. The Romans came along, then the Saxons, the Vikings, and then now we're here. We've got this is like advanced technology, right? It's uh... it, it, it's 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 like anything. You you think well, hang on, we need it's it's like the different type of arrowheads. You need something to do a job, mm. and if the what arrow you've got isn't doing the job, you need to look at something else which does it. Yeah. Um, certainly, early Saxon 
Saxon arrowheads would look like those. Um, certainly by the Saxon, well, even in the, in the Roman time, the time the Romans left, um, Saxon, Viking, early um, English, they didn't wear an awful lot. There's no sort of plate armour. Yeah. And there's very little metal because metal hadn't sort of been developed as much of a tool in this country. Mm-hmm. So you'd have this little padding. Um, I have here a my gambeson, French word, um, which I won't put on because it's big, but I'll just grab the sleeve, give you an idea. It's like a duvet coat. Um, <laughs> in a perfect world, 32 layers of linen, um, hand sewn together. Um, some with a... With a Smells of wood smoke with a <laughs> with a, um, um, a leather insert as well, yeah. and that is sort of what you'd wear. Mm. Um, those would happily pierce through that. Yeah, no problem at all with the force of it. Yeah, a yeah, bow. yeah, yeah. Then of course they invented. They did invent iron because already had iron. But then they invented steel. Yeah, um, you have to remember that every single piece of metal. In medieval, any any sort of pre-industrial industry, mm-hmm. um, was dug up the ground as iron ore, mm-hmm. taken to a blacksmith who would smelt it and turn it into iron, mm-hmm. and then smelt it again and turn it into steel. Everything from the smallest f- nail in a shoe to plate gates, arm. plate arm, everything yeah. was made by hand. That's insane. It's like alchemy being like evolving right yeah very much but it everything took time and and so it it, you know there were lots of blacksmiths Mm. um so suddenly they realized oh hang on the enemy's coming is wearing stuff that that these are going to bounce off of oh my god so they invented this this is a short bodkin point um if you look down down the end you can see it's sort of squared Square um, pyramid. Squ- yeah, um, <laughs> but um, very powerful. This is a very, 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 very small one. Mm. You get one sort of more sort of that kind of scaled up. Yeah. Um, and that will punch through an awful lot. Um, a certain amount of steel it will punch through. It's an armoured piercing round in theory. Yeah. Um, but depending on what the enemy were wearing, if your enemy is wearing a piece of chain mail, mm-hmm. um, that will bounce off. Wow. Because it's not deep enough. So when you're making these in the forge, mm. you get that red dot and you hit it at an angle going that way and it draws the point out and you get longer and longer and longer and longer. That you get a needle point up. like that. <laughs> that will go through. I mean, off, off plate or armour, it's going to turn into a corkscrew. Mm. But that will go through <clears throat> chainmail. So would you like alternate types of arrows in per volley on the battlefield no no um there is a school of thought that said that barrels of, of arrowheads would be dumped in front of archers with different types of things in yeah. um no probably you just had access to what was given you what was given you scouts would go out in advance mm. and they go and you know scout <laughs> on the enemy <laughs> the enemy is coming they're all wearing plate so you get with these, and there's a lot, of, and certainly if it wasn't a main army coming, just a scouting party, they'd probably only have only a bit of bit of mail on. Mm. So that does the job. That's horrendous. Just the concept of that going into my body. You have to remember, you don't horrendous. need to kill someone. You only need to get with the battlefield. Yeah. Also, my favourite story this is is early German warfare. Mm. Quivers you see in films, back quivers, no. Didn't exist, or did one used? Never used. Yeah. Side quivers 
often. Mm. Um, but by definition of an archer, he's not exactly a, that much of a standy sort of person. He has to be able to move a certain amount. Mm -hmm. So he'd have a load of arrows stuck in the back of his belt. Mm -hmm. But suddenly on a line, and again, I go back to Agincourt because it's my favourite story. Agincourt, um, the Brits have been in France for three, four months. Um, dysentery has run right through the entire British army. Mm. It's all the garlic. Um, some go to Agincourt, they are they are um, all very unwell, and it's middle of October. Weather's awful. They stood on the line. They can see ten, fifteen, twenty thousand Frenchmen other side of the hill, and they've all got they've they've all been very ill. Mm. Um, put it very simply, they are shitting themselves quite literally. Yep. You're not allowed to leave the line. You just shit. So you just so. drop your hose. Mm. And do it where you are. So they're standing in 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 awful effluent. Now then, an archer will stick his arrows in the ground in front of him, mm. so he can loose, put an arrow up, loose, and this kind of action. Yeah. So if you put an arrow up the ground, it's... on a good day, it's going to have bits of mud on it and bits. On it. So when I do this a, a weekends away, I lift arrow properly. There's bits of grass hanging off here, and, and mm. you know, if that goes into you. You only need to scratch someone very well, and, and something's getting. If it's covered in 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 your diarrhea as well, that's infection. <clears throat> like yeah. you've never yeah. known. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's germ warfare. Yeah, wow. It takes out the enemy, and you don't need to kill him. You just need to get him either on the ground or yeah. off the battlefield. Even accidentally standing on one, like yeah, it was yeah, like fuck, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's it's hard to understand the mentality of like the the fear or the hatred or whatever got those wars going because like to do that to a person like i, I know um, we've, i've been blessed in to live in a time of peace right i've never really known conflict uh, mm -hmm. small experiences but um yeah to just i know everything that... was relig religion mm -hmm. obviously the, the king owned ruled the country yeah under the king was the church um everything done, was done by by grace of god the expression by grace of god was Second nature, King King Henry, by grace of God, mm. by grace of God. So, if someone says to you, "The French are a bunch of heathen, God-hating, and God has told us we are going to fight them." Okay, you just and so it. it's yeah. what you did. Yeah, it's not like we had, uh, you know, the news on our phones then either. No, that's say, it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Got what you were told. Yeah, obviously the French have been told the same thing. Yeah, so because I looked into the French and they, they they believed in like a system of honor, right? So chivalry and uh, chivalry is a code which went right across the whole medieval period okay um on all sides mm. um so that that was it was a, a code of conduct yeah um which was often obeyed and often totally disregarded <laughs> yeah. um unfortunately <laughs> as you call um basically there, there were the four or five times as many french that were english that's yeah. a given um at one period after one sort of push um the english had taken two or three hundred french from prison prisoners and they're being taken back behind the lines to, to the wagon trains mm -hmm. and being guarded um, by some men yeah um, then there's another big push and uh, King Henry said look I need a man here kill the prisoners we need the men and that now in in France is almost the thing that they, they talk about most well you know he killed you know yeah. it, it was unheard of yeah it's a war crime isn't it it's, I guess. very much yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah but then yeah, back yeah. then it's a different story so, yeah. uh, well it's kill or be killed um, yeah that's my phone so I'll right be, no, <laughs> a little bit of jazz for a Monday afternoon yeah. um yeah so it it it's um war crimes the, the whole shivery thing came around mainly from, from sort of the knights yeah um who would, would go into single combat 
with a, with a with an enemy um, at um, an English battle, early Wars of the Roses. Um, one of the ones in Wales, I forget which one it is. Um, and it, it was a sort of done thing: is you'd have the armies lined up, and you know you're very aware that you're fighting against fellow Brits. Yeah. So often, the king would come out, or someone comes and said, "Look, I will fight your best man." Single combat here and now. Mm-hmm. Saves killing three, four thousand men. Yeah, let's do it, and that so became a chivalrous thing to do, mm-hmm. which is how that the, the whole ism of jousting came about. Because joust, mm-hmm. jousting was actually just a practice for one-on-one combat. Wow, uh, and that seems a lot smarter than like desecrating. It's a much sides. better idea. <clears throat> yeah, as long as you're not you're not the man who who, who says, "Yeah, okay, let's go and do it." But yeah. yes, I mean it's 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 you know, war is war is hell. War yeah. was hell. Yeah. Um, but it was it was seen to be a w- way of, of 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 dealing with it without huge bloodshed. Mm. Yeah, because I mean that takes generations to recover. Like it, it, just the the staggering numbers I was reading, like eight thousand in ninety minutes. That's eight thousand mothers, sons. Yeah, gone. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uncomprehendable. To yeah. Me. Well, the Battle of Towton, which was one of the um, Wars of the Roses, mm. um, Towton's up in the Midlands. Um, it's the bingish, biggest single loss of British life in a day. I mean, 11,000, 12,000 men died. The Talton River run red with the blood of, blood of an Englishman. Unfortunately, all Englishmen, because it was Wars of the Roses. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, the, the, it's, it's one of my colleagues who does medievals is um, ex-army. Mm. And people say, oh, this is, this is an awful way of killing people, awful way of killing people. And he says, well... Yes, it is, but you're face to face with someone, mm-hmm. and if you've got to kill someone, it's better to look him in the eye and kill him than be two hundred miles away yeah. in, a, in in a room playing with a drone and dropping a bomb on someone. Yeah, yeah. But then we can't. This is one of the biggest problems with any kind of of old reenactment that you do. You can't put your modern day um, yeah. the way we live today. And our, and our belief system, you can't put that about on the way things were then. Yeah, yeah. You, and I, you, you, you cannot do that. I think that's, so there's a lot of um, pulling up of history and arguments about um, just, well, just the way of the world like, currently. So, and, and people will say um, things about uh, invading nations, or this, this country's got an issue with this country for what happened in centuries and centuries ago. Yeah. And, um, I always tried to like just keep him the forefront of my mind. It, it was completely different world. Like no one knew how big the world was, like yeah. the shape of it, really. Like no, yeah. um, it was just madness. Like it, the resources were scarce. There was yeah. plague, famine. We didn't really know what caused them. Like it's just bad things happened. Like there was complete uh, confidence there were gods, but then they were also contradicting gods in other yes. nations. Yes. <laughs> well, 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 the Crusades. You know, we go out there to the Middle East. Yeah. They're not God-fearing, not we are. Yeah. Well, they are, but they've got different gods. And you'd be heavily influenced by your elders, right? Like the lords, uh, princes, everything. You'd, and if you disobeyed them, like it's not like you can go somewhere else. So like, you're very tribal, village mentality, towns. It's... Certainly, yeah. I mean, I said that the king owned the whole country, um, and he tithed land to lords, barons, mm. who often had a castle or a large house, and then any villages within that land, they belonged to that baron or that lord mm. which is how arm because certainly in my, my time period my time period, um there was no standing army mm. so the king would say right we're going to fight the french i need um 
15,000 archers, I need 100 archers and, and 10 men armed from you. Yeah. You know, okay. And so, so, and so you became small groups, became bigger, 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 bigger. Yeah. And if you're a baron, how do you convince your people to <coughs> go to France and fight? I guess you, you don't, you, you don't convince, you just say, you're coming, that's it. Yeah, if you don't. Because cause he has fed and watered you. He has, you know, it, it, you, be, you belong to him. Yeah. Um, but certainly, you would have been, as I said earlier, you would have been using the bow for 10, 15 years. Yeah. I think to seven. So if you're in the 20, you mean you've been doing it in the 10, 11, or 13, you're, you're fairly good. You're an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, um, unlike modern archery, and, you know, we don't mention modern bows. Um, if you look at archery now, you, you get the, the recurve and the compound. The recurve is sort of, well, it's like an old-fashioned sort of a, a, a yes. parenthesis. Yeah. But it's usually a piece of fiberglass. Yeah. Um, with a thing, and you've got a sight on the side, mm -hmm. and then you get the compound bows, which is a all singing, all dancing with with all kind of uh, four uh, strings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and, <laughs> and 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 pulleys, and it's a lovely bit of kit. Mm -hmm. But you can get laser sights on them, mm -hmm. and you just aim it to race, race roughly towards, and it's it's going to hit it. Yeah. Um, as a, a as a longbow, as a longbow, as a watch, I'll say well, there's no fun in that. Yeah. Um, it takes years to learn to use a, a longbow properly. Yeah. Um, it becomes eventually a muscle memory. Mm -hmm. um, the huge power. Um, bows are measured in a draw weight. So the amount of weight, the amount of, the, the amount of energy, or, or if, you, if, you, if you hang it on a wall, mm -hmm. um, that, the amount of weight it would take to pull the, the string down to full draw. That's so that's a, that's a 43-pound draw weight bow. That's, that's nothing. Um, a war bow is, I think, over 100 pounds draw weight. Jesus. Um, again, this you know, people get they get very with this. Yeah. Um, the bows that we have from the Mary Rose were about an inch of 130, 160 pound draw weight. So there'd be about that round the middle, just just the size of the bow. So that's what the guys would be uh, uh, flexing about in the day, like, oh, well, bro, what, what are you pulling these days? Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> it. that's, ex that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. and it, it it takes years to learn to do that. Yeah. Um, if you go down to the Mary Rose, and I should do because it is the most wonderful exhibition out at Portsmouth, mm. um, they have a wonderful archery section there, and they have the skeleton mm. of um, one of the men who perished. We know he's an archer because he's got a deformity in his shoulder. Mm. If you start shooting um, using a bow at the age of seven, every weekend you're slowly, slowly building up. Your bones don't fuse probably till you're sort of late teens. Yeah. If you're doing this an awful lot, and every week, every week you are, you put down extra calcium deposits on the bone, on round your collarbone or area. Wow. On this side. It's not a hump. Yeah. It's not a Richard the Third hump deformity. <laughs> it's just a little bit of, and the skeleton that they have has that extra calcium deposit. Mm. So we know he was an archer. That's fascinating. It's a badge that, of honour. Yeah, yeah, man. That's just insane. So, I mean, you've got, what, long sword swinging guys that would have been broad as hell. You've got archers, like, extra calcium on their shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They're just like another breed of human at yeah. this point. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, a combat yeah. breed. It's... Yeah. But we talk about bows very briefly. Mm -hmm. um, or, or that arrow, uh, swords, you mentioned. Um, mm. you, you, you've... <laughs> To be very, very basic, you've got men at, uh, men at arms and you have archers. Mm. Now, men at arms divided into people who are, who are, who are uh, infantry, <laughs> who either have a sword or a 
pike or a bill or do a long bit of wood with a pointy thing on the end. Yeah. An awful lot of um, um, weaponry then was stuff that farmers would have used um, during time of peace. <laughs> Scythes, bill hooks. And with what they'd gone on the blacksmith, stick a pole on that and <laughs> boom, boom, and he, that, 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 was, that was it. Yeah. Um, certainly, if further up, further up the status you go, I'll, I'll use the term lords and barons. It's a very generic term, but um, from a young age, you would have learned how to use the sword. Mm. You start off with a wooden sword called a waster, could be a full size thing, and you would you would learn to use that. Mm. So all the time you would learn how to use a sword. Um, when you go into the battlefield, um, you'll see that you carry your sword. You know, handle. Uh, well, here's one I bought earlier. You carry your sword like that. Yep. Um, and it's much bigger than that. It could be this long or even a decent one of that good. Mm. Often called a hand and a half, um, which is that kind of size hand. You need a hand or a two hand because mm. the handle would come to about here and you need that kind Jesus of thing. Yeah. So you need a long and you carry it in your hand mm. and they go off to battle. An archer will carry his bow. Mm. When eventually either he runs out of arrows or the enemy get too close to use arrows, he needs to chuck that away or drop it and draw a sword. Mm -hmm. Now this will would sit at his side on, on, a, on a, in, a, in his belt. Mm. If it's too long, as he moves on, he's going to fall over, chip over it like a fool. So he has a short. This is a short arming sword. That's a short. This, this is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's blunt. It's a reenactment sword. So, so it's a. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got a handle, a pommel on the end, which is solid metal. That's a weapon. Your um, guard across here will often have sharp pens on it. That's a weapon. Mm. It's not all just doing that. You can turn it around and use that end on the turn. Yeah, that's about the right length, about 34 inches. Um, it's unlike Hollywood, it's not all sharp. Mm. About that much, the top, top half is sharp. Yeah. Um, this is just steel, so it loses its edge quite quickly. Mm. Um, it's not. Um, it's it's designed to be a sort of a that kind of thing. Men coming towards you, prod, 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 go away. Eyes and... If it's if it's sharp all the way down, I'm an archer. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut myself on it. Yeah. If you stick that in someone and it goes in that that far, mm -hmm. they're dead. Yeah. You don't need this bit to be sharp because they're dead. They're gonna get that. You've <laughs> got to get that out. So you if it's between it. two ribs. So you've got to you've got to grab hold of your hand and pull it. If this bit is sharp, oops. Mm. Yeah. So only the front bit is sh is is sharp. Wow. But I have, and you will note, they are slightly different in profile. Yeah. So this is just a a bog standard, um, arming sword, um, and it's designed for for doing pokey pokey pokey. Mm. I say. As an archer, I would have been given this on the way to the battlefield. Yeah. There you go, that's your sword. How the hell do I use this? Well, <laughs> swing. <laughs> well, point a bit. <laughs> so that's what that one's for. Hopefully, because you've got no idea what the hell you're doing, you might have been given a falchion. French word. Um, this one's slightly different. You see, this edge has got a slight curve on it. Mm -hmm. This edge hasn't. Now, obviously, it's get its blunt because it, it's a reenactment draw. In real life, this side would have been sharp, yep. but this side was was blunt. Mm. It served a different purpose. Yes. That one's pokey, pokey, pokey. 
This one is slashy, slashy, slashy. Yeah. And so the design of the blade is just a better slashing type blade. With the weight at the rear. With the weight at the rear. Yeah. It's like if you go to a butcher shop, butchers use two knives. They use a boning knife for getting in close and getting between the bones, mm-hmm. which is that. Or they use a steak knife for cutting through big bits of meat, yeah. which is that kind of that shape. Yeah. So again, you know, sword is a sword is a sword, yeah. but they're not. They're, they're all different. I remember having this epiphany when I was about six, when I was playing with my Lego toys, and all the pirate swords had this sort of curvature, and they were sharp on one side, yeah. and then the the British knights, you know, the classic Lego man. Yeah, his, he had like a broad, double sided sword. And yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. yeah. incredible. But again, I mean, you know, it, it's it's you get different types of sort of. Guard on it. That's just a forward effect. One it's quite pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, the handle, and again, a dirty with pommel on the end. That's a, another weapon in, in itself. Someone said to me once, and I have no idea if it's true. Maybe you can confirm it. That um, like a good sword was like the equivalent of like having a Tesla at the time. Like not many people would have them. Only the rich. Um, people. Low status people didn't own swords because, as I said earlier, every bit of metal was, you know, as handmade and, yes, very expensive. Yeah. Um, prime example, again, not quite a bit, but Henry VIII. Um, there's a very famous picture of one of his suits of armour, which is, I just said suit of armour, I do apologise. Um, I'll explain. One of, one of his, his full harnesses of armour, um, which is on display somewhere in London. Um, Roughly equivalent to having to buying Hampton Court. <laughs> now, suit of armor, awful, awful impression. As soon as you say suit, you expect you put it on like a suit. Your mm. arms in a no. Any armor is individual plates mm. which are attached to your body. There's a thinner version of this gambeson called an called an arming jack, mm-hmm. which has little bits of little points. These, these are called points yep. attached all all over them. And any piece of armor has holes in it, and it is they are attached to this. So you're so in, it, yeah. it, it's a, it's an individual pieces of. So it's not called a suit because you put a suit on. Yeah. It's um, either a a harness, like a harness, or you you sewn it, you know, or or a piece of plate. Wow. So a suit of armor again is is is, is a Hollywoodism. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's attached to you. Mm. Um, because it, it get it distributes the weight. Because yeah. a suit represents on it hangs across your shoulders, mm-hmm. and that's where the weight is. Yeah. Um, modern day reenactment: a full plate harness is going to weigh, and again, I mean, talking old money, seven eight stone. So if you've just got that dripped over your shoulders yeah. and you're wearing it all day, it's crippling. But if it's sewn onto you, or sewn on, onto <laughs> onto you, if it's sewn onto garments you're wearing, yeah. the weight is distributed. On yeah. Oh, and it makes it much easier to move and, and, and do stuff. Again, it, what always crosses my mind is they, they had to figure that out. So, so the poor bastards that didn't know at first. That yeah, probably... well, <laughs> give you an idea. That's the helmet that I, I wear. Whoa. It's heavy. Christ. Yeah, so is that four kilograms, three kilograms? Like there or thereabouts, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might want to throw that on first. That's the that's the, the coif. You see, I'm, I, I'm, I'm wearing... wearing um, this is a coif, French word. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's certainly. I mean, and I'll go through the clothing brief in a minute. But but you always wore something on your head. Always, 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 always. I'm second to get up by the morning to second when you went to bed at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wore a coif, um, just as some somewhere. Um, but when you're going into with a, you put the padded coif on first, which is obviously a much thicker version. 
So, uh, the reason for wearing something on your head all day is it's insulation? Uh, it's <laughs> religion. Religion, ah. Religion, as most things were in those days. <laughs> I mean, that would get old real fast. Yeah, it does. It, well, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, the other version is one sort of without the brim called a salet or salet. Yeah. Salet, French word, S-A-L-L-E-T. <laughs> um, I chose that one, um, A, because... That's the first one I saw. I thought, wow, look at that. <laughs> um, when it's raining, it kind of comes in handy because it, gives you a bit more it keeps the rain off you. Yeah. Um, as a reenactor, when there's arrows coming in at you, it gives you a little bit extra protection mm. just so they can kind of bounce off. Yeah. But yeah, it's very it's heavy. Thick. And it does. Yeah, I mean, you can get ones a little bit thinner, but. Um, you know, there's blokes hitting you with swords or chucking arrows at you, so you don't want you want a decent bit of protection. Yeah. And the arrows we use in reenactment tend to be just a, pe- a piece of um, this is just pine from B and Q. Um, but it has. I can't know that. I'm going to make some now. I know. Sorry. <laughs> so that's that's a reenactment head, which would which would go. I'll do that end look there. there. So that's yeah. what comes with the air, air at you, but it's still hard enough to, to leave a bruise so and makes a nice. Boing when it hits that, yeah. um, and they still hurt. That's awesome. But that's, that's so what cool. we use in reen- <laughs> Yeah, I, I never. I was like, what, what level um, do you reenact to? And I was wondering, like, I've seen people hit each other's swords, and I was like, with archery, I wonder if they shoot. They obviously do. Um, yeah, it, it's it's um, it's in this country there are two um, organizations: the Medieval Sea Society mm-hmm. and the Federation of the War of the Roses. Mm-hmm. Who were the two parent organisations which ninety five percent of reenactors belong to? Okay, and there are rules because they have health and safety, obviously, and third party insurance, obviously. Um, and one of them is that when you go on the battlefield, you have to have certain standards of practice. <laughs> well, yes, you have to be. You have to pass proficiency tests. Mm-hmm. Also, certain standards of kit. Yeah. Um, a tin lid um, and gauntlets if you're participating as a as a fighter mm. archers don't need that but you still need the tin lid mm. um and no headshots basically <laughs> you're aiming from there to about the waist that's the, sort of the, your target area yeah. um it goes wrong um people bleed badly um people <laughs> limp a lot with some great bruises which is part of the fun if you enjoy doing that you know if not you just send the back with me with your archers and we just plink Plink. Is the bar open yet? Yeah, yep, yeah, plink. You know, run over here. Oh, and blink. Incoming. And that, that's. As it, it sounds like an amazing day. To be it is. It, 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 it can be. I mean, when it's peeing down with rain, not so much. Because obviously, nothing that I'm wearing is, 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 is Gore Tex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you yeah. don't know about Gore Tex. Fun fact me and Simon worked with each other at Cotswold Outdoor learning about waterproof coats. And, uh, yeah. They are great. And um, nothing that I, I will stand up and give you a little, little twirl. Um, what we have here in this um, have the hose. I don't know if you can see down that far. Um, basically, basically, it's wool, wool hose. Um, very tight. Or fairly tight around the legs, it's a stretch slightly, but quite tight around the leg. Um, comedy cod piece at the front. Um, the belt is is not right. Normally there'd be sets of holes built in around here, which would attach to this one has been like good look. Um, holes which sit on here, and you'd be sewn in with points like this. Pair there, pair there, pair there, pair there, to the back. Because um, belts hadn't been invented, no belts have been invented, but not belts in trousers. 
you wore a belt over the top of your garment. So wool hose, um, just a shirt, linen, cotton, and then this is a sort of a, a short surcoat um, with my company colours on it and the coif on the top. Um, other layers, you get doublets um, and other sort of coats, short coats, long coats. Mm -hmm. But the important thing is that this kind of belt is, is not correct, but I'm quite large. I kind of will give you. Thank you very much. <laughs> what works best for me. Um, that's, that's an important thing. Identifying who the hell is who in a battlefield. Yes. That's, so how, how would the basics of that go? Um, <laughs> well, even now in the British Army, obviously you have regiments mm. um, who have badges. Certainly in early days, um, you went to your colours. Mm. Um, in, again, in our time period, there would be flags, um, but individual houses, individual lords would have his own, his, his or her, no, his own colours. Mm. would be PC there. Um, and these are the colours of my household, mm -hmm. um, the white cross on the red background, um, and you just went to them, um, just so you, you knew roughly where you were and, and, and what you were doing. Was there ever... Trying to think of a word to say, um, manipulated. You could draw some people to some, uh, you know, hey, come to us if you were to get hold of someone's flag. <laughs> um, quite possibly. Uh, what is quite well documented, um, certainly um, amongst archers in certain smaller battles, um, it's just battles were strange things. Again, it was all done through chivalrous rules. So that whilst there wouldn't be referees, there were. Um, People who stood on the sides and made sure that was, was, was you know, what was going on, and they would write notes, mm. and that's how we get the history of what was was happening. Yeah. Often they'd be religious people, uh, religious people, could, you know, were, were very well read and well, and they could could write mm -hmm. um, pages, this this kind of thing. Um, it's well well documented that certainly during um, one of the one of the uh, uh, small battles, part of the Wars of the Roses, um, there are a bunch of archers. Um, were doing very very well and 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 they were you know then they, they, they were shooting and this bloke appeared and we went and they jangle a bag of coins and, said, and they, okay and they went on the other side and they were called turncoats because they turned their coats inside <laughs> out hence the expression turncoat yeah <laughs> and they changed sides because and, and it happened wow first of all i'm that's great to know now because the the phrase tanko is one i use a lot yeah I, I knew i meant traitor but i didn't know the origin that's that's amazing <laughs> yeah well i mean it, it, you just turned your coat yeah so you couldn't see the colors yeah um because colors because that, that's how you recognized yeah who wow. you're fighting for hurting against completely neutral in it like, there we yeah. go i'm just gonna shoot whoever <laughs> it's it's again certainly the walls of roses and it, it a in any conflict, you get mercenaries who are there just for the money. Mm. They're not there for any, any cause particularly. Um, and yeah, archers are a prime example of, of that. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I'm glad you said about like documentation because again, that points to how much history we have. Like they were for the the documentary I watched uh, to research this. Um, they were talking about going to libraries. And finding like first-hand accounts, uh, like named archers and yeah, following. Oh, very much. That 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 there's not an awful lot mm. because unlike now when everything is documented, um, back then a lot of people couldn't do much more than just write their own name, if that. Mm. Um, but you'd have certainly you know religious people who were, who were uh, who were well read, mm. right? Scribes. Um, so there is a lot of documentation exists from then. 
Yeah. Um, and yes, you can go to libraries and they've got listings um, already. Certainly when, at times of war, it, the king would say, you know, I want X number of men from you and I will pay you for all those men. Mm-hmm. So the Lord could say, Ralph was saying to bring 300, but only 100, I've made some money. Mm. They go, no, I want a list of names, literally yeah. a list of names. Yeah. And some of those lists of names still exist. And that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, again, at the start of what became, well, the, the French rhythm, which became Agincourt, half over, there are lists and you can look at the people's names and where they came, the town they came from. Mm. And that really does bring it, you know, some hell, rather than just some hairy backsided bloke who was with a bow. Mm. John Little from so and so and. Yeah, you can trace back these these families, right? Like providing they survived the the rest of history. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Uh, one one of the things I did notice through the research was um, some some places keep popping up in history, particularly in France. Like Somme and Normandy had some like references to Agincourt, yeah. but also obviously in the in the first and second world war. Yeah. Like it's uh, what's the military significance to those areas? Is it just um, a, they're close? resource rich yeah the 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 whole idea of the of the the uh, henry v 1414-1415 campaign mm. um i said earlier we owned he owned we owned england owned much of normandy mm. and the short version he wanted more land yeah. so he sent a uh, invaded france um and they landed um number from harfleur which is now part of dunkirk i think Mm. And there was a disastrous siege of the castle there, which lasted for months and months and months. Should have gone really easily. It didn't. Mm. Um, which is where they all got dysentery and yada, yada, yada. Um, and so he said, right, come on, this isn't working. Let's go back home. The French army had then appeared. So they had to follow the River Somme, mm. which was a big river, to try and find a crossing point. Mm. And then when they got to a crossing point, the French were there first. And obviously, an army at its weakest point when it's trying to cross a river. Yeah, it's almost like a single file. Yeah, and it took about a week, week and a half, before they could just pure the geography of a bend in the river, and that they could cut across land, and get to a crossing point. Before the French got there, they crossed the river, but on the French caught up. It was at the village of Agincourt. Mm. Now, one interesting fact about Agincourt—I have lots—but the one which still blows my mind more uh, you can go there and there's a museum there and they're surprisingly friendly towards english <laughs> strangely enough um and think but well, this is the field where it happened um well we don't know we don't know if that's the field or not um dr anne curry who is the leading expert on agincourt mm. she's written loads loads of books she's a um visiting professor of english history at southampton she's lovely agincourt is her thing mm. and she's done digs and stuff um Bear in mind, it was a large battle with between fifty and 20,000 men in total. They haven't found one single archaeological artefact. Not one. Not one bridle, not one arrowhead, mm. not one buckle. Nothing. It's unrealistic. But... Nothing. Yeah. You'd expect to find something. And they've done, in the past, a lot of serious archaeology there. Mm. And they haven't found a single thing. Huh. So she says, it can't have been in this field. Mm. There are other fields around the site where it could have been. Yeah. And again, the record we have is, is that they came over the hill and that there, there was a hill there and there were trees there, trees there, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Well, that kind of fits that. Yeah. But they haven't found... 
although if you go to i think the british museum there is a um i think it's a horse um part of a horse's hoof i think with, with, the, with the horseshoe still on it um and the a bit of tree trunk has grown round this and they say oh for matt from 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 for matt there's three of these one in a museum in france mm. and one in private they're not they're, they're early victorian ah. forgeries forgeries so well, someone, you know, yeah. no. someone out there a way to replicate yeah, a horse yeah. hoof. <laughs> there is not a single artifact from that field wow um so i, well, I said to him i'm talking i said well you know why don't they go back in you know because it's not been archaeological surveyed archaeologically for about 10 15 20 years mm. and she says well one the expense two it's french expense to be quite honest the french aren't particularly yeah yeah so they're not going to be bothered to spend the money to do it mm -hmm. and it's primary agricultural land yeah so yeah um so there's new technology called lidar which is low aerial radar I can't remember the last bit. Um, it, they fly a plane over the land. They fire lasers down yeah. put in there, so they're detecting like megalithic structures and stuff. Like, I wonder if that would benefit. Uh, I think that 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 would would. I think that's mainly used for things like like buildings. burrows and that kind of stuff. In fact, it was a fairly flat field. Because mm. so at the end of a battle, so the reason I kind of got there was would they have had a mass grave for the losers, or would it? Um... Uh, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah would yeah. that be detectable? I suppose they would have used everything, right? Because, again, if everything's handmade and useful, you're not going to just chuck in a pit no. clothing. Everything's no, no. good to go. I mean, it, it's, it's unfortunate. It was just at the very, well, 1415 was really pre, I know you just term loosely, guns. Mm. Um, certainly by the, by the Wars of Roses, there were a selection of handguns being used. So there are the start of finding musket bolts. Wow. Um, but as that was pre Although the French did, and the English had a couple of large cannon, but they could fire like three rounds a day, mm. and they were big things. So none, none of them were actually used at that battle. Mm. So the thing we should tend to find firstly now is musket balls yeah. um, at sites of battles, but they have not found anything. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, academically, we have found nothing. It can't have been here. Mm. But definitely happened. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I hope so. Might be worth my time for the last eight years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, in, insane. It's insane. It's just an insane world to go back to. And uh, it really it alarms and reassures me that, I know, let's say that like World War II was uh, not that long ago in the grand scheme of things. No. Yet, to, to me, a, a German citizen isn't, isn't enemy isn't no, no, like no at all no. like forgiveness happens within a generation yeah um so which i think allows us to sort of like uh recreate these kind of things like uh like olden battles things like that like uh brave heart as a film yeah. <laughs> yeah. um five years ago in the 600th anniversary of version called there was a big event mm. and the french invited um england english archers to go, to reenactors basically mm. to go over and have a little battle Mm. Um, and a couple of hundred turned up, um, and I'm told it was it was an extraordinarily boozy weekend. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Extraordinary! I would love to have gone, but unfortunately, they 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 had had very 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 strict um, clothing and and bow guidelines, which at the time I I didn't quite have. I see, but yeah. God, I'd love to I'd love to go to that. That yeah. should be on the on in effect the field and and and, and loose the marrows. Wow. 
One day I'll get there. One yeah. day I'll get there. It's cool though, but again, it goes back to that. That is a big thing for me is like forgiveness and like because uh, there's still a lot of anger and hatred in the world and like just immediately writing someone off if they don't agree completely with yeah. you. And yeah. I'm seeing yeah. a lot in my generation. People are really cutthroat. Um, so it, it's nice to see that you know battles such as like Agincourt can be kind of like yeah. celebrated well it's, it's point, we got asked us again a lot after we did the reenactment people say you know well, why are you glorifying war hmm. and I said well it happened Yeah. so you know you can't just say oh it didn't happen um, and part of the whole process of talking about war is, is what happened afterwards and the reconciliations mm-hmm. and how now that we're not in the middle of a conflict now yeah this is an interesting point. I had a, an ex-partner who had a small intervention with me and was like, why, why do you choose to remember things like the Holocaust? Because I will bring it up like probably too often. <laughs> uh, but for me, that is a reference point to something we should forget. No, it's that we should, shouldn't forget in order to never repeat. Yeah. And I think it's important that everyone sees what happened there, and it's like, and for for any battle, like it's it's horrendous. We should do everything in our power to not go to war. <laughs> like there are other ways. Oh, not sure about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if if we do as my my ex partner said, and, and and sort of bury our heads in the in the sand um, about it, then we're open to doing it again. Like, it, it's there. There will always be wars. And again, I'm going to throw this comment in there, um, and I, I I attach nothing to it. But ninety percent of wars have happened because of religion, mm. and I'm going to leave that. And I'm going to walk away from that comment because uh, that, yeah. that that's a huge argument. Yeah, well, it, yeah. well, you know, well, you know <laughs> crusades. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. every war. say, well, you know, it's because my God and His God, and uh, but I'm not going to get. I'm just yeah. saying that as as a, as a given, historical as a given fact. fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's important. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. What is in theory easier now? You can stay at home and put just push a button and send drones over and drop bombs. Whereas the period that I reenact, it was literally you know face to face fighting. You look them in the eye and uh, yeah, that, that yeah, takes a yeah, lot. Yeah, we, we, we to... st- yeah, yeah, and and while we do it, it, it's it's not right. Um, but I suppose in a way we we don't glor- well. I mean, we just go out and it's just to go out and hit someone with a sword and have a drink afterwards. Yeah, um, it's which, is, like which U- is a UFC, right? So like UFC, like fighting, like um, or well, boxing, or like it's kind of. It's what we've evolved to do, and we still kind of enjoy it, right? Like, I'm sure there'll be a time in a couple yeah. of generations where like combat's not even like attractive to, to no, pursue. no. But now it is. Like, but it, it, it's it's I mean it, it's it's a <laughs> double-edged sword. No, it's not. It's it's it. We do we do. I, as a reenactor, I do. Although, yes, I reenact. Mm. There are people who will go and just do the battles, mm. and fine. And then I do what we call the the, the living history. Mm. Um, Albeit, you know, displaying the arrowheads, talking about the bows, talking about something else, talking about an aspect of life six hundred years ago, mm. uh, which hopefully people find fascinating, yeah, um, and they can learn something and they can take from it whatever whatever they want to, mm. as long as, as I said earlier, you don't try and impress your or present day belief system on, on there because it, it you cannot do it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's impossible to even um, 
well, yeah to, to to know what was in someone's head at that point is we can't no, we, we can't no, come around no, it and no. it's again i made kind of the point earlier of um people trying to do it uh in references to like uh, invading armies all around the world and different like occupations of different countries and um to, like we we here in england um were at one point like <laughs> uh enslaved and commanded by romans vikings saxons like, yeah. like every nation of every country has gone into each other's lands but there were no borders at that point it was just a madness mess yeah. of of yeah interactions and it was all resource related it, yeah it's hard to wrap your head around but unless you try to do it like you you have a very unrealistic view of history <laughs> but if, if we hadn't been invaded by we wouldn't be the people we are now yeah yeah um because you know little bits of dna and have carried on mm. um so it, it's um uh, you know we're and lucky the, but technology wise as well even though and this is really super controversial but um uh like the technology we use today if that if it wasn't for world war Two and like us winning and the scientists from the nazi regime being put in operation paperclip and mm. nasa utilizing them we wouldn't have all of the things that NASA came up with that have filtered down into civilization. Yeah, so, although these horrendous things happened, it has built the world. And I wonder what the world would like if it was just a peaceful, would it be a stagnated species of human beings that I guess would innovate for like farming or some said be people need bad events to move forward. Mm, even um, just day to day people. Yeah. If yeah, you don't go yeah. through hardship, you're not really a, you're a spoiled shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's you know, you, you, it's well, I, I don't know. That, that's very deep and 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 not my pay grade. Mm. Um, <laughs> I like that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a good way to go. But there we are. It's yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it's 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 something. I mean, but then something haven't evolved. You know, I mean that. Mm. You know, I go out on a Sunday in the in the summer and I shoot archery with that bow, yeah. which is exactly the same bow as. So some things haven't evolved. Mm. But some things have, so it's it's a it's it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I think what fascinates me and draws me to this um, era is that all of the tools, however advanced they they kind of are, they're kind of like replicatable. Like I, I remember I went to like a bushcraft fair and the guy was making some bows, and I was like, that's something you could learn and apply and build anytime. So let's say hypothetically, like society fell, COVID got really bad, and you know things yeah. set back. Like I'm, I'm sure worst case, if I had known that skill, like you you can arm yourself like with a projectile weapon, which gives you a huge yeah. advantage. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 I mean you know that hasn't changed for. 5,000 years obviously you know it, it's a modern day version so it's a laminate woods and you've got a nylon string rather than, than linen mm. you know, but basically it's a bit of wood and a bit of string mm. anybody can pick up a bit of and, and yeah it still does the job you, you got the theory down like Simon's taught you how to make an arrow you now can go look at how to make a bow uh, worst case scenario <laughs> although very briefly we, we, we didn't mention but I will mention very very quickly mm, yeah, yeah, um, we, we looked at sort of you know um, arrows for, for killing buildings and killing people but obviously they came first from hunting yeah and so you get beasts like these yeah um, these are all they're called swallowtail Obviously, because they look like a, but that looks like a swallow in flight. Mm. Um, it's that kind of shape. Um, buggers to make, not easy to make, but yeah. makeable. Um, if you're out, obviously, it, it, again, within our period, um, although hunting for ourselves was illegal, our lords and masters all needed food. So the archers would go out and hunt the food for them. For them. 
Um, and even the best archer is unlikely to fell an animal with a single arrow. Mm. Something like this will, will, or that will do the damage, but it, it's you need the animal to drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you hit it with one of these, even you know it, it's going to take flight. It's going to run. It can run for for hours, bleeding heavily. You don't want that. Also, you don't want that extra two hours walking to bring the damn thing back. Yeah. So you need something large which will exsanguinate the animal as fast as possible. Mm. Something like that. <laughs> Shot. That one is a slight exaggeration, but it's kind of fun though. Yeah. Um, but they are, the, yeah, two prime examples exactly what the job does. The barbed heads. So you can't pull them out. So it, well, it's, it, you don't want to pull it out because animals aren't going to put it out. Yeah. What you want is it to go in so it's in there. If animal drops, yay. If animal then runs, after you've got an arrow head which is that kind of length. Mm. So as the animal starts running, this becomes a ratchet. So as it goes up and down, this actually goes further in and cuts through more stuff and cuts mm. it, which will make them bleed out that much faster. Mm. So it drops quicker, less yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But then people realise that obviously at the time of war, mm. you're not going to use that against a person because it's just too expensive an arrowhead and it's a bit bloody, bloody stupid. Yeah. Um, but it'll bring down a, a, a charging cavalry horse. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Because that brings the horse down, the man on it, then on the ground, you can kill him. Um, going back to a smaller one, we use that one as an example. Sometimes they were held on the small pin through there. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they were sort of screwed on. Mm. Often they're held on with a mixture of glues, again, tree resin, um, this kind of stuff, fish scales, boiled fish scales. It's an adhesive. Now, what happens is that arrow goes into the, the body um, and you fall over on a battlefield you could lie there for a couple of hours in Hollywood form you just pull the arrow out come on do it it's in there if you're lucky and you're rich enough and you're still alive after battle you get picked up by the ankles and dropped to the battlefield by your mates and taken to the the, 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 the field surgeon the yeah. barber doctor will go right then and they said we'll have that out you'd go to pull this out. Now then, the warmth of your blood would have melted, would have melted the glues in there. Mm. So the shaft comes out and that head stays in. Forever. Well, no, 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 not forever. No, 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 no. So then you, 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 your man then has to go in with a knife and go in and get it out, which causes more damage. Mm. That, by the way, is a bullock knife. And it looks like a bullet, brilliant. Or kidney knife. Okay. It's a kidney knife. It, it's, you know, this man on the street mm. wouldn't own a sword. Mm. That is his, his personal personal weapon. Yeah. Protection. Yeah. He doesn't eat with that. He has he has eating irons as well. Mm. Uh, where are we? He has eating irons as well. Because obviously if you kill someone with that or you're killing anvil, you don't want that cutting your food up. Yeah. So he'd have... Eating irons as well. You'll have a knife. Forks hadn't been invented in the in the fifth. Odd thing to hear. <laughs> okay. in, the, in, in the fifteenth in the fifteenth century, um, the Italians had them. Mm. The Italians were clever. Yeah, but hadn't in, over here. So you had a pricker. Mm. So you cut it with that, and you pick it up with that, and you stick it in your mouth. I'm never using a fork again. I'm going to no, get loads no, of prickers no, and knives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Uh, yeah, again, applying that um, 
things that hadn't been invented to trying to get your head into the mindset of someone in that time. Like the things that we didn't have, like belts, knives, uh, sorry, forks. Um, well, we, 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 we had belts, but they, they weren't the band of belt that went through a pair of trousers. Because mm. obviously, no pockets. Mm. So you had pouches. I think it was in a pouch. Yeah. Well, she didn't have mobile phones or house key, but you had a My pouch. iPhone 7. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, sort of uh, flint um, and the ability to tinder, that kind of stuff. Um, so most people would have a pouch with them. Yeah. So that was a long period of history that people lived like that. Because obviously the Iceman, the guy that they found, in, uh, the, he had like yeah, a pouch. Very much. Yeah. And, and that, yeah. that fungus yeah. that carries embers. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that was 50,000 years. And that brings us up to... 480 but he was killed with an arrow yeah that, 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 so it's it's it, it, it all you know so it's, it's they, they had bows even then yeah and they were usable didn't show them did i yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite it's it, in the same way if you ask 10 people for, for their yorkshire pudding recipe you get 10 different recipes mm-hmm. if you ask 10 reenacted what that is you'll get three or four different versions mm-hmm. for years it was called a, it's still called a rope cutter Mm. Uh, people said, oh, yeah, you cut through ropes on ships with these. Um, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're a fucking good shot. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The inside is sharp. This is chiseled, so it's quite sharp. But it's, it's, you can go onto little points on more crescent shape, but that's basically the kind of what we're looking at. Um, yeah, and, and the, the story was that, that if, if you were um, on a ship... You could cut through the rigging of another ship. Mm. Now these buggers, as old arrows, spin when they're loosed. Yeah, going up and down on a ship. Even. We weren't, although we were a seafaring nation. Mm. You're probably a land lover, so you're feeling a bit. You're going up and down. You have no chances of hitting a bit of rigging with that. Yeah. Um, modern day archae- um experimental archaeologists have set up decent size and. That tends to bounce off. <laughs> yeah. um, oh well, then you just cut holes in the sail, and and and, and you could put a hole in the sail. But hundreds of holes in sails, and they still on sail. Yeah. Um, I go back to the Mary Rose, mm-hmm. um, which had basically early Royal Marine Commandos on in effect, yeah. sea going, and the Royal of Archers that didn't find a single arrowhead like this, well, not uh... one. So no, it's not a rope cutter. Um, lots of experimental archaeology. It's believed to be it's a small game bird mm. arrow if you're out hunting for anything from pheasant pigeons doves swans geese ducks like thing if you hit them with even that it's gonna be loads of feathers <laughs> and what comes down is is a mangled mess yeah. and the breast of the bird is all shot to pieces and, and carved up and it's no ruined. good for beast. Yeah. ruined yeah no good for my lord's table yeah you hit them with that in a perfect world it'll break the neck mm-hmm. <laughs> more likely it spins it goes in hits any other bird the percussive force ballistic force of this hitting it mm. will stun the bird anyway and bring mm. it out it's only going to go in that far because yeah. the quills on the feathers will snag mm. on this bit so these points will go in and bring the bird down yeah without damaging the meat on the bird yeah so it almost like snatches it out of the sky with that pinpoint exactly, yeah, accuracy. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> so, but they're called rope cutters. Yeah. Though they're not. Yeah, yeah. hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the only other thing is these beauties. Um, I adore these. Uh, these are oak. And these are blunts. Um, I showed you briefly that the rubber blunt we use now mm-hmm. for reenactment. 
going back to the 1300s, the king said that everyone has to practice archery on, on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, archery butts were um, a, um, a butt, B-U-T-T. Uh, tradition would have been an empty butt barrel, wooden barrel, filled with earth, stuck on the ground, and the mound of earth put over that, so it was like a little small hillock, or on its sides, and a target stuck on the front. Yeah. Or usually actually a garland mm-hmm. stuck on the front, and that was the target. If you're shooting any kind of arrow into it long enough, it's going to destroy that target fairly quickly. Yeah. Use one of those, it's just going to bounce off. You'll see it, 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 it's hit in the right place. Mm. But they're, they're blunt. It's a good practice. Yeah, yeah. There's something that came up from my research is that uh, one of the kings absolved anyone that accidentally shot someone during practice. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's there's a book called the Luttrell's Psalter, P uh, L U T T R E W L S P S A L T R, um, produced in thirteen something. There's this very rich man called Luttrell, um, and he got his his people to make him a book of everyday life in his village town that he owned. Wow! And one of the paintings is of people on the archery butts firing. Exact well, these exact copies of the ones from that picture. Wow! So we know they actually existed. Mm. You could use those also to get honey out of jars. It, 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 it is. It is. It's, it's quite a spurtle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they. They. I. I. I adore those. And actually, you can just see on my. This is an arch. An archer's badge mm. from the period. Um, there are five arrows in, in in this batch. The first, third, and fifth are sharps, but the second and fourth are blunt. And they look mm. quite like that one. To show you the dedication to your training. This is exactly it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. is yeah. fascinating. One more thing you just said about shaman shot accidentally. Um, the expression fast and loose, mm-hmm. a medieval expression. Uh, when even now, um, the process of shooting, um, you loose an arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, archery clubs to this day, uh, if you're on the line and you're shooting, especially at an outdoor club, if something happens, someone walking their dog down the end, and you don't say stop, you say fast. Mm. And fast means stop, take the arrow of the boat. That's 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 good. That goes back to that period. Um, you'd have the, the village butts, you'd have kids, because it was it was Sunday, and the yeah. little girls were just running around playing that playing fast and loose. Yeah. Commands of people around you. <laughs> well, it, it's playing fast and loose is being a bit silly, being doing them a bit dangerously. Mm. If you're running around between people who are doing archery, you're playing fast and loose. Fast mm. and loose. Wow. That's that's not a fun game to play, kids. <laughs> no, no, don't don't put that at home. Don't put that at home. That's, I've seen that um in parks when I was growing up, you know, when swings are going back and forth. Yeah. And yeah. you see the kid that goes in between. It's a, I think it's yeah. drilled in some people take risk. Of course it is. It's all part of the fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Brilliant. Um I'm I'm stumped for questions. I'm just absorbing all of this. Um I don't know how long how long have we been filming for? Hold on. An hour and a half. This is wow. the longest you've held record. <laughs> one more, one, one more. Yeah. Um, keep it under your hat. Lovely yep. expression. Yeah. Medieval archery expression. Um, you'd have a bowstring, mm-hmm. which you'd ought to be using. You don't want to get them wet because then they they, they stretch. You mm-hmm. have a spare one. We should keep under your hat. Under your hat. Keep it safe. So keep it under your hat. Oh my god, again, this is one of these sayings that I've used, but I came up with my own origin for it, and I thought it was just like, it's a safe place to not be stolen. Like, well, it is a safe place, because it's dry. Yeah. And, and that, that's a... It wasn't to do with thieves. It was to no, do with, well, uh, it, yeah, yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have that on free of charge. There we go. Brilliant. What a great note to end it on. <laughs> um, 
Oh, I've got loads. Of, oh, beer all night. I've got loads of them. <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to do a round two. My limitation is about an hour and a half because um, Instagram cuts it at 60 minutes. So and then I upload two. Yeah, um, that's and fine. If I upload three, it takes the whole. Yeah, so. Um, uh, yeah, I'd definitely get you back for more if you want. Um, With pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. With pleasure. So I'll put in the comments um, the 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 uh, complete loss of words here. Um, companies that you sort of represent and uh, yes. the reenactment places yes. that people can go visit if you're interested and you want to join or, or look into it further. Um, or and, come and see us. Yeah. We don't bite. Yeah, much. Come fire some arrows at each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 do. Um, yeah, yeah, and like I say, it's important to keep history alive to to make sure we don't replicate it. <laughs> and if you've got, any, if you have any questions, I mean, again, everything that I've said today is what I believe to be true. And so I believe it to be true. If it's not, you know, I'm not saying this is the truth. If you've got any questions, stick them in the comments, and and I'll have a look and and, and I'll try and answer your questions for you. Brilliant. So thank you very much for coming. My thank pleasure. You for information. It's been a lot of fun. And um, yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Catch you later. Bye. Brilliant. Skull. <laughs>